I'm Chris Ronzio. Welcome to Organize Chaos. Welcome to Organize Chaos. Take a page out of other business leaders' playbooks and get candid advice from Chris Ronzio. People, processes, productivity, and how to organize your life around it all. Trainual hosted a virtual event in 2020 centered around empathy in the workplace. The following audio is from the session with best-selling author and co-founder of Radical Candor, Kim Scott. By outlining the distinction between radical candor, caring personally while challenging directly, and ruinous empathy, Kim will provide you with a compass to guide your conversations to a more productive place. In this session, Kim will provide the framework to help people practice radical candor, foster more meaningful relationships, and become great leaders. I'll speak on behalf of everyone and say that I am super excited to have you here and to talk with you. So everybody, welcome Kim Scott to the virtual stage. Our team actually read this book last year in Q3. We started a, a book club just uh-huh. for the company, and this was the first book we picked. Oh, so, I'm honored. Yeah, yeah. It, it was uh, amazing. And so for everyone else, if you haven't heard of Kim, Kim Scott's the co-founder of an executive education company and workplace comedy series based on her New York Times and Wall Street Journal best-selling book, Radical Candor. Previously, Kim led AdSense, YouTube, and DoubleClick online sales and operations at Google, before helping Apple develop and teach its leadership seminar. Kim's also acted as a CEO coach at Dropbox, Qualtrics, Twitter, and several other tech companies. Sounds like we need you here at Trainual as well. <laughs> it looks Thank like you. you're doing pretty well. Thanks for uh, joining us. Thank you. It's really great to be here and uh, enjoyed the last session as well. So everybody's already posting, they're excited to hear from you, but for anyone that hasn't read the book, I think everybody's heard of it, but for anyone that hasn't read it, can you give us a brief intro of just where this concept of radical candor came from? Sure. So radical candor basically means caring personally at the same time that you challenge directly. Or if you want to abstract up even a little more, it's about love and truth at the same time. Hmm. And I think all too often we feel like we have to choose between love and truth. And the fact of the matter is, When we really care about people, we tell them what we really think. And when we tell people what we really think in a way that's effective, we're also showing them that we care at the same time. So the two things are inextricably linked. I think one of the things that can be helpful in explaining what radical candor is, is to explain what it isn't. So in fact, the, the most, if you write a book about feedback, you're going to get a lot of it. And, uh, <laughs> and some of the most common feedback I got is that very often people confuse radical candor with what I call obnoxious aggression. Mm-hmm. And obnoxious aggression is what happens when you do challenge directly, but you fail to remember to show that you care personally. And I used to call this the asshole quadrant because it seemed, I don't know, more radically Just candid. Mean. Yeah, 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 seemed more clear. But I, I quit doing that for a very important reason. And the reason was that as soon as I did that, people would use the radical candor framework like some kind of new Myers-Briggs test, like some kind mm. of personality test. And I beg you, don't do it this way. We all act like jerks multiple times a day, unfortunately. So 
And, and the key thing is what you do when you realize you've landed in the obnoxious aggression quadrant, when you've, you have challenged somebody and you've forgotten to show them that you care. And unfortunately, it is our instinct to move the wrong way on challenge directly instead of moving the right way on care personally. And then you wind up in the worst place of all, in manipulative insincerity, where you're neither caring nor challenging, you're just trying to sort of offer a false apology or, or offer some passive aggression or, or whatnot. And it's fun at work especially, but in life in general, to tell stories about about obnoxious aggression and manipulative insincerity. This is where the drama of life comes from. The fact of the matter is, the vast majority of us make the vast majority of our mistakes when we do remember to show we care and we're so worried about not hurting someone's feelings that we don't tell them something they'd be better off knowing. And that I call ruinous empathy. So that's what radical candor is and what it isn't. So for everyone that's a visual thinker like me, picture the spectrum, you know, it's on it's on the book here and you've got yeah. the the axes of how much you're caring and then the axes of how much you're uh, you're directly you're being open and, and not confrontational, I guess, but just just direct with someone. When when I was listening to the book, I was running around my neighborhood and I was laughing at the example you gave about someone's fly being down. I think that's a really easy yeah. way to describe this. So so if you if everybody's been in this situation. So how, how, does, how does that represent each of the quadrants? So you, in fact, it's a really good, the reason why I use that example of your fly being down is because it, one of the things that can make radical candor easier is if you, if you think about a simple example. And I think we all know that the kind thing to do when someone's fly is down is to tell them because they don't wanna walk through the rest of their day with the fly down. So the radically candid way to explain your fly is down is to say to them, pull them aside, say in private, you know, I hate it when this happens to me and I always appreciate it when people tell me, so your fly is down. Just tell them, pull them aside, mm -hmm. tell them quietly, tell them with a little empathy. The obnoxiously aggressive way to tell them their fly is down is to point it out in front of a bunch of people. Hey, look, that asshole's fly is down. Uh, <laughs> the, the ruinously empathetic thing to do is not to say anything because you're so worried about not hurting someone's feelings. And then you're allowing them to go through the rest of their day with their fly down. And, and the manipulatively insincere way to tell them that their fly is down is not to tell them, but to whisper to everybody else and to, to point it out. So here's for the visual people, I, I don't know if this helps, but here is the two by two in a nutshell. I should have had it ready on a slide. Uh, oh, but it, but it, does, it does help, I think, a lot of people to see it. Yeah, so in situations like that where someone's fly is down or they've got food in their teeth, I think everybody yeah. knows the nice thing to do is to quietly say that. So why is that kind of feedback so much harder in the workplace when, it, when you're dealing with, with work issues? Well, why yeah. is that? I think, I think, honestly, it's hard at home. It's hard. Uh, a lot of people, when I give this talk, they'll, will come up to me afterwards and say, oh, if I had only heard this five years ago, I wouldn't be divorced right now. So I think it's hard, actually, in all our relationships. But I think there's a couple of reasons why it's hard. And I think part of the reason why it's hard at work is most of us get our first job when we're 18, 19, 20 years old. And we're right at that moment in our lives when our egos are maximally fragile, at least, at least mine was at 18. But our personas are beginning to solidify. We're putting on a mask. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And right at this moment, someone will come along and say, be professional. And I think for an awful lot of people, that gets translated to mean leave your emotions, leave your real identity, leave your humanity, leave everything that's best about you at home and show up at work like some kind of robot. Leave your, you know, you can't pretend that you don't have emotions at work. And that I think is what hurts us on the care personally dimension because you can't possibly care personally about others if you're showing up at work like some kind of robot. So I think that's the first thing. I think the second thing is happens when we're even younger, when we're sort of 18 months old and we're just learning to speak Hmm. and we're out in public and we say to our parents, you know, look at that, you know, so-and-so person and we'll describe something horrible. Or I have a two-year-old that if I, if, if I just happen to get a pimple or something, he announces it to the whole restaurant and he's like, what's on your face? And and we'll settle down. Exactly. And, and it's tempting as a parent. And I know my parents said it to me and I've made the mistake of saying it to, to my kids. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And now all of a sudden, fast forward 20, 30 years, and it's your job to say it. And this is hard. It's really hard to undo training that's been pounded into our head since we learned to speak. So I think it's a combination of those two things, of, of this be professional business and this, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all, that make it hard. But I think there's also almost an evolutionary reason why it's difficult. And the reason is that for, for, for most of human evolution, if we offended someone, we were thrown out of the tribe and we were dead. And so we have a real negativity bias when it comes to to social interactions. And even though it's been my experience and the experience of the vast majority of people I've coached that nine times out of 10, when you offer radical candor, it's welcomed. It strengthens your relationship. But one time out of 10, I will not, will not pull my punches, you will have a radical candor train wreck. And someone will cry, someone will will yell, someone will be offended. And and then you have to clean that mess up. And I think for some reason, we're all optimizing for that one time out of 10 instead of the nine times out of 10. Hey, thanks for listening to Organize Chaos. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review or share it with anyone in your network that you think could use this information. If you want to connect with me personally, please text me 480-531-8411 or connect with me anywhere on social at Chris Ronzio. Or you can connect with Trainual at Trainual, just like a training manual. See you next time.